In honor of Father's Day, I want to tell you about the latest fucking super old man shit I've done. Oh, God. Dude, I've reached a new level of old man shit. I bought basically elastic bands to go as as laces for my shoes at work. <laughs> so I never have to tie my shoes or bend over and tie my shoes again at work. Um, now, this isn't entirely just because I'm old and trash. <clears throat> These laces that are in my shoes, I don't know what's wrong with them, but they come untied all the time. They're- you need some bow. You need some bow biters, some Elmo bow biters. Well, oh my god, I just have good ones. So they are constantly coming untied. In fact, they're I double knot them each time, and the bows come out. So like. I've just started tying the knots on top of the knots and like my shoestrings look like two long dreadlocks hanging off of my, my feet now because of how many times they've come untied and I just tie a knot on top of the knot. Um, it's gotta be a laces. You gotta have like slippery nylon laces or something. Yeah. So I bought, I bought these elastic, these like rubber elastic laces. You, I, I cut the laces out of my shoes cause it's too many knots to untie at this point. And I put in these new ones and I'm telling you, I've only worn them for one uh, day of work, paid for themselves 10 times over already. Jesus Christ. Abs- you know, I did that. Go ahead. I did, I did that for Charlie's shoes recently. Mm. Dude, lucky him. Ab- they're absolutely amazing. So I, don't I, didn't, know- I, I just had gotten some, some elastic material for a project I didn't end up doing, uh-huh. and he had he had same thing. He had a pair of shoes that he, he just they would not stay tight, and they're just his knock-around shoes for outside anyway. Right. So I just like cut up in there and then tied knots in the end of it. Not not as nice as you know probably the ones you buy that have the little you know slip thing in that I've seen. These on the these are like Facebook they have like ads. these have like little like uh like tees on the end. So yeah. you slip the tee through the hole of your so to speak of your shoe where the shoelace goes and then they latch onto the other side. I'm telling you, they're fantastic. I love them. I've been like I I've, I've been going actually without tying my shoes. I like just leaving the laces untied for for. A stints of time while at work because like i'm trucking them all over the covid caverns and like like you know know what i mean like you can smell you can smell the fucking covid on my on my laces so like i like every time i got a time i gotta go wash my hands i gotta like or you know i mean so they're done the elastic ones are in service and they are amazing but they're definitely some old man shit so um, like, I I don't know if I'm just lazy or what, but I just tie my shoes and I fucking force them on and off. So that's what I like. Literally this morning and through this whole quarantine, I've got way too many sneakers, but I will literally wear the same pair every day. It's a pair of old. I don't know how old they are now, but Adidas Boost and I like. Some days it's like they don't seem tight enough, so I retie them. But I always tie them loose enough where I can slip them on and off. But this morning I, I retied them and, and then I tuck the bow of the lace underneath the laces. So it doesn't flop or fall out, and yeah. then I then I slip the shoes on and off mm. uh, like a hooligan. So yeah, so okay, so we do the same thing then. <laughs> so I I also uh, tie my shoes and then slip my feet in and out of them, and I never have a problem with them coming untied. But these came untied. I, I'm I'm not exaggerating. If they come untied once a day, they come untied eight times a day. <laughs> So it's I've had I've obnoxious. had shoes like that before. I mean, it's just the late the, that type of lace. It's it's like a, almost a wax coated lace. Sometimes I don't know if that's what you have. 
but it's like they're really hard to keep to keep tied. It's like you almost need to like take them out and run them in, in under a hot bath to like get them to loosen up. Yeah, and shit. dude, they're not those. I know what you're talking about, and those two suck. I don't know what is up with these, but they can't stand the notion of being tied to, on my foot. It's fucking ghost. I tell you what. Um, I don't know, I, but I'll tell you. I don't. I'll tell you what. I don't have anymore. I don't have those problems anymore. While we're on the topic of old man things, Chris, how was your Father's Day? Let's get Father's Day weeks. It was uh, it was good. It was chill. Um, you know, I, uh, I I abstained from working in the shop in any capacity. Um, I got an I had gotten a new. Uh, I'll cheat on my nerd week a little bit because it kind of ties in. I had I had gotten a new. Um, uh, six scale figures. My first third party six scale figure. It's the the Revenger from Virtual Toys, which is Bobby's favorite movie, uh, Punisher Warzone. The, oh, the Punisher from Punisher Warzone. It's a I love absolutely beautiful piece. I really needed um, Joe's tiny Asian hands, though. But I managed. I managed to get through it. I mean, it was a lot of. You know, I know how Bobby loves. You know, the tactical vests with all the pockets and gear and. He's definitely geared up, and, and there's these, it was insane. It was a little piece of ribbon. You had to feed through one of the little loops on the whatever you call those tactical vests, yeah. and then you had to tuck it back in the back of the little thing. I, and I watched. There's no directions. I watched a video of of a of an Asian gentleman with tiny hands who was still struggling with it. Um, but I didn't. I got him all geared up, and and, and it's the weapons it comes with. It's it might be the best six scale figure I have as far as from, from a, the way it's built. I mean, like the shoes are like leather ish shoes. They're not just hard plastic. Um, the, the tailoring is great. The body's got double jointed elbows and, and knees and stuff that you don't necessarily always see on a hot toys figure. So I, I, I saying that to say I took the time to do all that. It took an hour and a half to do all that, to put all that together. Um, so it was nice to just have that time, uh, I, Kelly asked what I wanted. I said, I want motherfucking French toast <laughs> and bacon. And she made that kind of as a, I don't know what meal it would have been. It was like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. So, uh, and Kelly and I went to the, um, went to the range that night. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, had a good time there. And, and that was really, you're, you're taking this apocalypse shit pretty seriously that we're going through, I guess. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> You know, listen, Marilyn, I only let you have a ten round magazine, so you gotta be accurate. Right, right, right. Um but yeah, I mean it was it was chill, you know, just uh, just hung out and um uh hung out with the kids. So I played a lot of Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart, so me and uh me and the kids played some Mario Kart and played online for a little bit and realized how bad I really am. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's about it. Nice. Hey. Call uh, my dad. I called my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. said happy. Because so I, I just luckily seen him, you know, recently. So so I uh, called my dad on Saturday uh, so that I could have Sunday all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, I had a great father. I, we kind of had the weekend. We kind of did the weekend. Um, Saturday, I stopped by your house, hung out with you for a minute, you know, across, yep. you know, the driveway uh, to pick up your foam scraps. Uh, hey, but it's it's better foam scraps. Oh, for big big old scrap facts. <laughs> um, and uh, had a good conversation, you know. And yep, we did, uh, yeah, valued it. And then w- came home, and like, so I gotta say this. Uh, all right, in the mornings, right? <clears throat> I usually have my cup of coffee, and like, it's pivotal for me to finish that cup of coffee 
and get up and get going. If I stay there, kind of wallowing in my empty cup of coffee, my motivation levels drop to next to zero. So, but my wife likes to enjoy like a little bit of a lounge in the morning before her day goes to 100 miles per hour for the rest of the day. So like we had this like kind of tug of war as to when to start the day and like came home. I had my coffee. I was about halfway through it. And Laura's was like, let's go. Let's get started. And I was like, all right. So we got up and uh, put some stools together for the bar in the basement. So now the bar is officially in service. There's nice. Yeah, there's one other thing I want to do. Like, I want to build eventually, like, a dispensary for it, like a fake one, like a faux one, but that looks like, you know, the Tatooine one. Uh, but that'll be way down the line. Do you have space for that? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it'll, it'll, just be, it'll just be a small one. It'll run between the column and the wall. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I think, like, the base of it, like, the base of the build of it will be, like, a shower curtain rod. You know what I mean? And tension it at the ends and then start building on top of it from there. Uh, and then she hung some stuff for me, so to speak. She hung, um, uh, you know, like, cause I'm not good with numbers and shit. So like she spaced out my empire strikes back 40th anniversary figures, uh, you know, so that they all match equally in the back row to match the new hope ones in the front row. And she hung some pieces of art and stuff that I'd had to move, uh, for me. And I'm trying to think if she, if we did anything else. Uh, so then we, we, uh, went for a walk and then, uh, we did a Bobby Boogie Bop bonus episode for this, uh, woo music, this Brooklyn music that I'm in in love with. And she humored me with that. It was a two and a half hour show (laughs) and she, she had had her fill of it by then. But then she also let me listen to it that night while we, uh, drank and cooked dinner and partied. And then, uh, the next day, uh, I worked on a new diorama and we listened to woo music all day and. It was fantastic. I had a fucking... And then we had these steaks for dinner. Robert bought me these steaks. Uh, I don't know. He bought like a fuck ton of them. And then he he sent me some. And I kind of like... Whenever you send food through the mail, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. You know, I I think in my head, I always have Omaha steak nightmares. So uh, let me pause there for a minute. Have you not had good experiences with them over the years? Omaha steaks? Yeah. No. I, I generally find them to be like... Uh, so I, I, there's two types. I feel like there, there's the, there's the ones that like use special order, right? And they're better. But then I also feel like I often bump into like the truck driver that like, oh god, that guy. So yeah, you how know, is what, that a business? How is that a business? The guy, I know, you know, I I say that I've known people that have like so. I think some of my mom's brothers and sisters have bought off the truck. Now there used to be, was it is it Schwann's? Like they had a full line of food that was in this freezer truck, and they drove around and dude, it's peddled in, to you. It's insane. They've always the restaurants have always overbooked. Oh they, yeah, they over like, yeah. yeah they overordered. Now we just got this this truck full of steaks, and the steaks are trash. What if it was milk? What if they had milk? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what if it was like, yeah, man, we got we got broccoli today, dog. You know, it's it's too much broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Sorry. Mean, Sorry it's, it's, but yeah. So, but he had these steaks. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. They are the best steaks I've ever had cooked at home, and they are in top five steaks I've ever had in my life. So what brand were they? Where were they from? Do you know? Uh, I don't. I'll reach out to him right now and see if I can get an answer. Um, but yeah, he told me, of course, uh, but I, I can't remember. Uh, but oh my God, dude. Like, it was insane. It, I, I've never had anything even remotely close 
Um, so, and then my wife had some shrimp, and she made them on top of like a garlic toast for me, and uh, it, it was a it was a great little healthy, you know, relatively healthy uh, dinner. Uh, so that was my my Father's Day uh, celebration. I'm almost finished that diorama. I think it's going to be one of my better ones, honestly. But so here we go. I've also discovered something else. Have you ever got? Have you guys ever heard of a place called Pepper Jacks? Mm, nope. Okay. In reference to what exactly? So it's a subway. It's like a sub shop. Um, no, but uh, I am a, a, a connoisseur of the sandwich. So <laughs> please, please tell me more. Yes, I'm, I'd be delighted to. So I didn't have any of their food, uh, but we went into their restaurant yesterday, and they look like their food would be delicious. Like I looked at their menu, and they have like uh, kind of like breakfast burrito options, build your own, and all sorts of sandwiches, BLTs, et cetera, et cetera. Like it, it, is it the- in Laurel? Uh, this was in uh, Je- Jessup, uh, I think technically Annapolis Junction, and like prison is. Uh, no, so uh, it's at basically thirty two in Dorsey Run Road. Got it. I found it. Yeah, so there there is one in Laurel also. It says. Okay. All right. Yes. 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 But it's like in the the kind of like ritzy part of Laurel. Um, ritzy part of Laurel. I've never heard of this. Yeah, like 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 near where uh. What's that place, Joe, where they just put in, like, all those, like, kind of neo-brownstone homes? It's off, like, 216. No, I haven't been that way. Well, their website says our carefully planned locations allow us to serve the nearby neighborhoods like Mapletown, Cherry Tree Farm, Reservoir Estates, and serve nearby businesses at Johns Hopkins. Yeah, so it's near Reservoir High School, and it's – in Maple – is it Mapletown? Those those, – whatever it is. Like, it's like a fancy – it's like the the upper crust – I mean, the, the the those brownstones I think are like six hundred thousand dollars. But you went to the one at Annapolis Junction. Correct, right? correct. And um, I like this menu. So it, it like it has like a very when you go in there, it has like a very like like one of these like modern like it's fast food, but it's a little bit more fancy than fast food, like Chipotle or Five Guys or one of those type places. It has like that kind of vibe inside. But we got milkshakes. Right, it was like a thousand degrees yesterday. And we got milkshakes, and the milkshake was delicious. But I haven't you didn't issue. like take you didn't take one sip and throw it in the trash or anything. Nope, nope, nope. It was delicious, nice. but I have an issue with it. Oh boy, the the, the straw diameter is <laughs> uncomfortably large. <laughs> you need that for a good thick shake, you know what I'm saying? So I hear you. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to fuck with this spoon instead. I'm putting a straw in the trash. Jesus Christ. It was too much. It was, so it was too much. It was too much, Joe. I, it, was, it was on purpose. It, it made my jaw hurt, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same straw they use for bubble tea. But that's it's large. Yeah, that is that is a big straw. The I bubble tea. Almost do that straw. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, Joe. You know, Bob. Bobby's never had bubble tea. Let's just be honest. But I don't know <laughs> no, why we'd true. even try I, to fool ourselves I, with you're this. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta tell you, they gotta do something with those straws. It's out of control. When, as so they as, they sell those in the store, and you know what they're called, Bobby? What's that? They're called milkshake straws. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. So like, so like, you know how when you put like a straw in a drink, you kind of use like your index middle and thumb to put it in there 
Mm-hmm. This lady mm-hmm. had to grip the whole straw to put it in there. Wow. Like a fistful of flavor, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I, I, I'm be honest with you. I was uncomfortable by the amount of plastic in my mouth. <laughs> having to sip through this straw. Yo, I, I'll be disappointed with a milkshake where you can drink out of a regular fucking straw. No, um, Chick-fil-A milkshakes you can drink out of a regular straw and they're delicious. Mm. They're good, but they're, they're, they're not delicious. Right. They're delicious. Chick-fil-A makes a good milkshake. I mean, they're they're their peach their peach milkshake is probably the best fast food milkshake there is. If you like peaches, I guess. I mean, peaches <laughs> Come from a can. I'll tell you, I so this this milkshake was um it was nice. It was a good milkshake, but I would prefer I would have given the option of that or the or the Chick Fil A one. I would have gone with the Chick Fil A one. But given the option of any other milkshake, I would have gone with with this one other than Chick Fil A. You know, like it was the second best Oreo milkshake I've ever had in my life. But um, yeah, the fucking straw's got to get the fuck out of here. Um, let me think if there's anything else that's kind of been a, like a learning experience for me. Like I know I don't want to tie my shoes anymore, and I know that I need the straw to be a certain size. And I think that's all I've learned about myself this week. Um, so with that, let's get into Nerd Weeks. Joe, since you didn't have a Father's Day, which is very sad and depressing. and um, I had a great time not having to do shit yeah. ever. Yeah. Dude, I like it. I'll tell you one thing you got to do. You got to get out there and get get a hold of them weeds, Joe. What the what? Oh, nah. <laughs> nah, bro. You're taking too many days that's, off. That's, that's accents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm perfectly flat mowed lawn, and you have these little long weeds. You know, it's accent pieces. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it. It looks like somebody's trying to storm Normandy over there. It's like um, <laughs> it's like a war zone. Have you not had? Does uh, HOA not been knocking on the door? Not yet. That's COVID. Yeah, fuck me. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the neighbor fucking does enough yard work for the both of us, man. He, he him, he, his family's outside every fucking day. Bro, why don't you slip him? I guarantee you, if, if that your neighbor is that that yard oriented, oh, you he, could slip him a twenty. You could slip him a twenty and be like, bro, you mind knocking this shit down for me real quick? No, no, no. Like I, I don't know him. It doesn't matter. That's by, by the image, and if I look at him, and I'm like, oh, he's into his own shit. Mm-hmm, I wonder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I right? So, about oh, one thousand percent. See, now you get the vibes from people. I know the Dude, vibes. I'm telling you, man. Like I have masturbated a lot in my my life. I'm not feeling myself as much as he's feeling himself. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I look at him and I look at how he like walks, and yeah. I'm like that. That yeah. dude feels himself. Let me ask you a question, Joe. How would you feel if you came home and somebody had cut your grass? Great. Okay. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'd be like, Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> is that a bad thing? Is that supposed to be a bad thing? No, not necessarily. No, I think- I'm just I'm just curious how because I mean I've known people like I lived in neighborhoods where like there was that one dude that never cut his grass, so people would cut it and then he'd get pissed because people cut his grass. Oh no, 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 fuck that. Anything that is um a plant like on my property, it's I don't care about it. How yeah. would, how would you... there? I, dude, I had a t- town, two townhouses ago. I, I paved over the entire backyard. It was, it's just fucking concrete. Because I was about to do that. I, I fucking can't stand a fucking life. How, how, um, how would you feel, Chris, if somebody mowed your lawn? I mean, my wife mows it, so I feel great about well, it. Well, yeah, well, okay. Well, let's say, let's say, um, a rando. A, a rando. So I'll be honest, my neighbor, um, that we've talked about before he he has uh 
Kelly and him got to have this symbiotic relationship. Like, you know, the bulk of our yard is that patch in the front. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's like our yard is like a, a balding man. We have the patch in the front and then a little bit around the back. <laughs> so the patch in the front, sometimes she'll mow his and sometimes, you know, he'll mow ours. But Whoa. who cares? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds kinky. I, I think I would feel guilty. I think I'd feel happy inside. That I didn't have to do it, but I'd also feel guilty, like, oh, somebody had to do my work. Eh, I don't know. If, I mean, if it's a riding mower, if somebody's out there with, like, a push mower pushing, mm-hmm. I might feel away. But if, if you've got a riding mower and you had to make three passes to cut my little yeah, that's fair. bald man that's front fair. part. That's a fair point. I use a fucking push mower. That's fair. But, but my, dude, fucking, because, uh, like, Chris's office is right next to, you know, that big-ass window. You can see the neighbors. They're fucking always out there. They're going to fucking get skin cancer. They're on that, they're fucking kids on that blow-up pool all day, every day, and the guy's, like, fucking on his hands and knees trimming his grass with shears, I feel like. Did, did, How much fucking yard work can you goddamn do in that little yard? Total sidebar here, but did you know there's a huge secondary market for, like, uh, above-ground pools right now? Like, if you look on Amazon, they're going for $7,800. Wow. I, yeah. I think it's the same thing with uh, trampolines. My, my co-worker was trying to buy a trampoline. She said that, like, it's out of stock everywhere, and it's like... Shit, maybe I should sell that one in my yard that my kids don't uh, play with. Sub-freezers, too. And, like, I, I don't know if you know this, but, like, um, any sort of exercise equipment <clears throat> is, like... like I mean, It might not be now, but when this shit first was... was Everybody was locked down, like... Just you know, thirty pound dumbbells were going for a hundred bucks a piece. Wow! And like a like a bowflex, people were flipping bowflexes, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, people were flipping toilet paper, so like you know, you can't fucking people are fucking weird, man. I tell you, I still haven't seen. Um, and I go to the grocery store probably twice a week, and I still haven't seen Clorox bleach wipes. Nope. Nope. In my grocery store, I've seen a Clorox bleach like gallon once since this shit started, and I've seen like your spray Lysol disinfectants, like the yellow bottles with the spray trigger on them. I've seen that once, and they had six. It's, it's, everything's on back order, bro. Like, like I, you know, I work, I work retail. Like, like you, we just can't order them. It's not even people buying them out as soon as you you get them in. You, you like, they might send you like. Six packs of wipes every fucking two months or some shit like that. <clears throat> yeah, I, so we we had to uh, we have to order our own like cleaning supplies, and and they when we called to order our like random bunch, they were like, um, they were like, so here's our list, and the person just started laughing. Yep, like just started laughing, and then we we're like, like, like what? Like, well, what don't you have? And then the lady was like, um, maybe it'd be best to tell you what we do have. Yeah, and we were like, okay, what do you have? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. That's what we have. That's it. Um, I definitely, like, inadvertently laugh at people when they ask for shit at work, for sure. Especially well, when it first started. When it first started, right. or, like, we're looking for, like, hand sanitizer, I, I, I've definitely started laughing before. But like, I will tell you that, um, uh, like, what was I going to say? The, 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 oh, that the toilet paper and paper towels completely stocked. Like and have been for like a month. Yeah, I think because people got it like three years worth. <laughs> not they're not fucking selling any. But like the disinfectant shit is like not there. Oh, speaking of which, you know what? A fucking Sunday, uh, Maryland had eight COVID deaths. I mean, you can take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if you clip that, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like the first time we've been in the single digits since yeah. March. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Um, how is it everywhere else though? But we don't get. Or do we just not give a fuck about everywhere else? No, I. Well, think- I mean, I, I'll tell you this morning. Uh, um, on the, the Today Show had. Um, um, the governor of New York on there, and then you know, two of the hosts of the Today Show were in. Where were they? Hudson, New York. Up, I think it's upstate somewhere. They were, you know, just on the street, and everything was. They're in whatever next phase um, rolling right. out. Nice. But you know, there's 23 states that are showing case increases. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, a lot of a lot of places like Florida, um, a, a lot of places that like opened up their beaches and stuff for Memorial Day. A lot of those folks are having some issues, I believe. Yeah, I mean, part of the problem with like those <clears throat> is that you're getting people from everywhere. It's not correct. Like, not a lot of people going to the beach. Correct. But yeah, Maryland, man, Maryland's in a good yeah. spot. We, we, we're doing good. That's good. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, love to disinfect it. Also, these days, <laughs> <laughs> love to disinfect it. Oh, dude, my phone doesn't even work right anymore. Like it's been sprayed, it's been sprayed with raw Lysol and wiped down with Clorox bleach wipes like so many times that like when I so whenever I'm not on Wi-Fi, I have to like go and oh you guys aren't uh, Chris uses iPhone. I had to like bring down the drop down menu and hit airplane mode every once in a while just to turn the internet off and turn it back on to get like restart it. Um, it's not feeling the COVID. COVID time, <laughs> but um, funny. but all in all, it's it's. But it's, hey, Bobby, just just real quick, yeah. Um, um, Android phones also have uh, airplane mode. Oh no, I'm sure. I just don't know how to access it. I'm just don't know how to access <laughs> well, it. You pull down and press the airplane. Yeah, the airplane's probably fucking green. It's probably easier than yeah. it is on an iPhone. Really? Yeah. That I means the same thing you do on the iPhone. You just pull down and press the airplane. I don't know. Let's see. I can drag race because I have one of each here. Also, I really don't care. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I never used that function because I don't think I knew it was there. So okay. So Joe, with that, continue your nerd week. I I, I was starting my nerd week. Um, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually uh, watch a lot of shit. So if it's running long, just cut me up and I'll save it for next week. Okay. Okay. Because last week I didn't do shit for whatever reason. Right. Uh, let's start from the bad movies I watch. I watched Digging the Marrow. Not good. What's, what, what what is it? Digging the Marrow. It's like a faux documentary of this actual horror film like B movie maker who is looking for real monsters and then finds them I guess hmm. so like it's shot in a documentary style um, the acting is good enough and uh, I don't know it 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 just wasn't a great story to, at the end but it, it was it was all right but I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't recommend it um, prospect I try to tell you guys about it last week as soon as I watched it um, on Hulu I said, give it a try. It it was fucking really good. It's the Mandalorian in it. The actor who plays the Mandalorian. Uh huh. Pedro knew. Pascal is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I, I know he's like in. I didn't know he was in. I never seen him in anything else before. I know he was like in Game of Thrones or some shit. But like he was good. So this is about. It's like a. It's a sci-fi movie, but it's not like super high sci-fi. So it's this girl and his dad, who. Like I guess it's a dystopian future. Like people have no fucking money and they have to just fucking do whatever to survive. So right. like they they go on these drop pods to like other planets to like fucking dig for. Sh- that's why it's called prospect, like a prospector. So that, that's why I said it has a Western vibe when I was talking to you guys. Uh. Like like you know gold rush kind of thing. 
So like they they go take a drop pod and then they and you know they have to be suited up COVID style because you know it's and the air is bad and shit and they have to like it takes a lot of skills apparently to dig shit up. And so they go down and then the ship fucks up and the and the father and daughter is stuck there and then I don't want to spoil anything but it's it's really good. Like it's it's it, you know as much as I love sci-fi, I like the sci-fi element. It's not really about the technology or the sci-fi or the world that much. It's about the relationship, and and yeah, hmm. and the, then the character building, and then I I I think it's great. So nice. Highly recommend Prospect on Hulu for people. And like Pinkerton, I was saying like you're missing expand expand stuff, mm-hmm. some hard gritty sci-fi like this. This this you might enjoy. Prospect, and you said it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Oh okay. Prospect, cool. just prospect. Even the like the intro is funny. The intro, like uh, title screen, it looks like a western. Like the the font and it's like yellow. It looks like the start of like a fucking Clint Eastwood movie. Hmm. So like yeah, if that threw me off, but it was pleasantly surprised. And um, I like him even more now. <clears throat> uh, Mandalorian guy. Like oh yeah. Act- yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he was. You know. I would love to see some acting from him in the next season. A Mandalorian. Uh, I, that's, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, because I watch Mandalorian, and I think I think his limited range is on purpose as like a damaged human being, right? Race in 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 fucking Merc style. So like, I wasn't sure when I put this movie on, but yeah, like quite quite good. Well, good. Um, so like, he can do it. Just like um, Natalie Portman is a great actress, but in episode one, not so much because of directing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, uh, oh, we're, going, we're doing bad and good. Okay, the next bad movie I watch is The Lighthouse. Okay. Um, highly rated, apparently. Okay. It's, uh, um, <sighs> what's his fucking name? Willem Dafoe. Okay. And uh, um, Patterson, Batman Patterson. Okay, Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson, yes, yes. Um, it's highly rated. Okay. And I was bored. It was long. I didn't get it. I think it's because perhaps I'm a troglodyte and I don't fucking understand culture. Okay. Like it's like a suspense horror. Okay. Type deal, but I wasn't scared. It was just weird. The acting's great. The story's just dumb to me. Mm-hmm. If anyone else has seen it and have a different opinion, tell me what I'm missing. Like, my brain registered that it's supposed to be artsy, like it's shot in an artsy style. Which one is that on? What is, what is that on the service? That's also on Hulu. I was on Hulu this week. Um, but, you know, sometimes you like you look at something and it's like, oh, that's supposed to be art. Right. But, no, but like, it doesn't register as art to you. You just register as trying to be art. Right. That's, that, that's what that was to me. But, but again, that, that could just be me. Um, being not cultured. Okay. Uh, okay. Next, <laughs> a good movie, Marrowbone. <laughs> Sounds dumb, right? I just love it. It's like, all right, now we're transitioning into the good movies. We're gonna start with Marrowbone. Sound Marrowbone. Sounds like a dumb movie, right? Yeah, for sure. It's also, it's also in the horror section, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it has nothing to do with marrow or bone. That's just the, the family's last name. Oh, it's why I had sex with that girl's sister. It's what, <laughs> it's, it's what I met her for. <laughs> oh, my God. Big, bro. <laughs> um, 
but it's quite good. I would I would put it down in the same lane as like the Tall Man, whereas like it 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 is a suspense thriller in horror cl- horror movie clothing. It's like not not like that. Okay. The story is quite good. The ending is quite good. Um, the acting is quite good, and it's about this family who um so like the dad was a, a fucking psychopath, and and this mom and three kids got him put away and left um, England to come to America to hide from him. To, and um, when they're waiting for the son to turn 21 because then he can own property, then he can, he can own this house that is his mom's family's. And then his, the, the dad came and found him. Mm. And then a lot of shit happens. You don't know what happened. Like if fast forward to six months later and everything seems fine and he's just not around anymore. And, and, but the house seems weird, so you find out what happens at the end. But it's it's, it's actually good. Okay. I, I I was thinking as a it's also a B movie or something, but right. no, that ended up being huh. quite nice. Um, wa- watch Paranormal Activity two, three, four, five, and six. Oh, I had no idea just, those existed. Just a, a fuck, just <laughs> random. Just a marathon. <laughs> we did. Uh, so like, I didn't know. I tell you that. what, I haven't seen. I've, I've seen like the first three of them. I didn't find any of them to be good. Yeah, they they're very. I mean, they're very slow and like and not very scary. And all um, end yeah. and all end kind of dumb. Yes, and but there, there's an overarching story. You see. So I had to, <clears throat> oh, okay, okay. Because one, two, three, I don't even remember, but it is an overarching story in the background. Okay. Oh, like in the Saw movies at the very last one, they want you to remember what happened randomly in the background of the third movie that tie it all together, and you don't? Kind of, except like in the beginning of every subsequent movie is a clip from the last movie, so you know it's connected. Previously on Paranormal Activity. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. So we watched all six. It's, it's fine. Like, I don't regret it. Like, it was a, a fun ride. And then The Floor is Lava is amazing. If you're into that kind of show, so somebody just mentioned. This I can t- I can confirm as it's part of minor week as well yeah. that yes, the floor is lava. Thank you. I've only three episodes and don't don't spoil it for me. <laughs> well, that's that's about as far as I am. So it's fucking great, right, dude? I want to play. Me and Crystal was like, me and me and her would do amazing, but we we don't know a third person to pick that would do good. Sorry, like you guys did not come up on the list at all. No, I mean honestly, uh, I I was watching that and saying, man, in my in my twenties, uh, my my uh, long limbs would have been very helpful in that. Yeah, uh, but, but he's but, a trash now. But but fuck that pyramids, all I'll say. Dude, that the problem is they're wearing shoes. Shoes actually. Oh, I bet you they make them wear shoes, and their ankles are also taped. I don't know if you noticed that. I, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But but yeah, I was like, I think me and Chris were just saying like how we would how we would just fucking plow through these courses, but we would have no third third member. You you fucking you have you have a whole brood, Chris. Uh, between the two of you, actually, well. Bobby's kids aren't old enough, but like Mason would do party. Mason party. would probably do well with it. Yeah, I'm drafting him. Me, me, Krista, and Mason's gonna go, and we're gonna fucking plow through that shit. So, what would the story be? Because you know they have these little the little green screen bullshit they do before and after. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> all my all, all my friends are old and crippled, but <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's a, one of my friends' kids that seems to be healthy. It's like a reality, like physical thing, like ninja. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like. like ninja uh, it's it's like a what was what was the the freaking Nickelodeon show that was uh, something about Why? the temple? 
Oh, I, I didn't watch that. I it's like double. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. It's basically Bobby. There's a room uh, full of obstacles, but the floor is this bubbling red liquid, and you, if you touch it, it's you lying. go. You, okay. What's funny is, is like the way they film it's great. So if you fall in, you just vanish. Like you don't pop yeah, out. Surface again. Everyone's <laughs> screaming like no. No, gotcha. there's got to be at least six foot of liquid in there. Like because they go, they they you know they fall in. So it's got to be deep enough for them to not hit the bottom. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. This is a, it's a giant fucking room, and the set changes every episode, like with random things sticking out of the floor, and it's kind of like Indiana Jones or like Aladdin when he was escaping the te- escaping the cave. Gotcha. And yeah, uh, it's it's fucking fun. I like obstacle shows. I like I like uh, the Beast. That was that was fucking fun with Terry Crews. That was on Netflix. Do you watch that? Um. Pinkerton? No, I never heard of that one. If you like obstacle type, like Ninja Warrior type shows, uh, where people fucking slams their face into stuff, I, I enjoy it, but I, I'm, I'm like, I need like two episodes and I'm good. I'm good yeah. for like uh, months. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like, who wants to be a ninja? Like, I would watch like two episodes, and then I'm like, okay, I, I get, un- I've understood enough about this show forever. Mm. Well, I mean, it's like Wipeout. Like, cause you want to see people wipe out. That's the that's what I, I've I've been trying to think of the name of that damn show for a week, and I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, wipeouts. This is very similar to that you know, obstacle course getting destroyed kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, I, I quite enjoy. I mean, the the keep it fresh by every episode. The the set is different. It's not the same layout. It's not the same course every fucking time. Mm. So, anyway, that that's quite good if you guys are into that kind of show. Um, and lastly, like what I've actually been really into, like what I've been super into lately for whatever fucking reason is I got into listening to, I think I talked about this last week too. I got, lis- got into listening to, um, no sleep or, uh, yes, Cri- yes, Cri- you Cri- did Cri- mention that dude, some of that stuff, like some of these long series I've been listening to the voice acting and the story themselves are better than a majority of any movie I've seen. Like, and years right you're yeah right. you mentioned that too i think yeah like here's the three i recommend to people this week account from a lonely broadcast station fucking great uh tales from the gas station great these are all like six to eight hours i think i could do that show myself and and then infected town case files which is actually a sequel to infected town but there's no reading for it i mean there's no voice for it you have to read it on um creepypasta okay but, uh, they're great because it's not drive so much, and I also sit around and do Warhammer so much that they're great. And um, other than nerd stuff, um, I've I've been like fucking slowly getting more and more disconnected, man. I don't remember the last time I checked even Messenger, unless you guys, unless it's from you guys. Like I am fucking dis an uh, Instagram for pictures, but I'm not even I'm even I sometimes I'm not even on there for a whole day. Like I'm fucking disconnecting from the world. It's getting used to it None, I, I don't even have to get used to it I am used to it I, I thought it would be more hard but like I'm just naturally not checking shit anymore yeah. wow and um, I've been I've been downloading scouring the net and downloading all the good 3D printing files I could find the 40k stuff because I think that I've, I've, I see them going missing now. Some of the gr- really good ones are going missing, and it's not because of the um, artist taking them off. I think it's DMCA. Oh, 
which I, which is a discussion in itself. I want to ask you guys what it's a fucking slippery slope. I I I don't know what to make of this because these things are technically intellectual property, right? Right. But these three D models are not knockoffs. They're not scanned. They're not <clears throat> fucking. They're third. Cast. They're third party, basically. They, they are home made like from scratch built in you know zbrush or whatever by the artist right. and put online for free right? It's, right they're not even charging it's not third party because they're not charging for it these are free files and thingiverse how is it that gw can tell them to take it down well i guess money's still being made off of it right because the site thingiverse is making money but i but you don't pay well i, well, I, don't, I don't know because but see, that's I think that's the fucking problem, right? It's like that's the era of of monetization that we're moving in towards. So I agree, well, I agree with you. Artists don't get money for it, right? You know? Right. But so to, to me, to me, that's a bigger fucking problem. Do you know what I'm saying? So like the artist is making it, the artist is putting it up for free, the artist isn't getting anything from it. But Thingiverse, Thingiverse is hosting it. Thingiverse is advertising on their pages, and Thingiverse is making money from that artist's work, and the fans well, are getting what they want. The artist doesn't get anything, and Thingiverse is making the money. But this is this is what we all want. No one, no one's getting shit on the stick here. You know what I mean? Like the artist isn't trying to charge. The artist is putting it for free. You can also sell stuff, but like right. the one specific ones I'm talking about is free. The artists are putting it for free on purpose as a, as a fan of right. 40k to share. Thingiverse, you don't have to pay Thingiverse. It's a free membership. You you can just you don't even have to be a member. You can just go on Thingiverse and download whatever you want for free. Right. Thingiverse just makes money by I guess ads. Yeah. I don't know. By yeah, ads. and you, you can you can click a make this for me button and and I don't know who it, it's it's like an open ended Shapeways. You yeah. know, Shapeways you can't download the files that I know of, but yeah. you know Thingiverse you can download the files or you can. Um, you can, you know, press another button and I guess it'll take you to somebody that'll, that'll do it for you. Yeah, it's just oh, a hosting site, right? So, I, I don't, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like how, how... But I think anything- from Games Workshop perspective, it's, it's like that, it's that first rule of business, right? Like never leave a dollar on the table. So... Right, but I, I, I want to know what the, what, what do you think legally they have rights to? So, like, uh, yeah, I mean, legally they probably, it's like the same thing with like Transformers, right? Like, legally... At the you know at the end of the day when the rubber meets the road all that shit like it's their intellectual property and like if money is being made from it they probably have a say. However, a lot of that has to do with all this Mickey Mouse shit through the years, and there probably should be a cap on that shit. Yeah, or yep. some kind some kind of fucking limit to rein that shit in. Correct. The artists like are spending more time probably sculpting their shit at home than you know GW's paying the employee to sculpt shit at <laughs> right, home. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a moral quandary. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm 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 with you. I I think that like there should be, I think there should be a twilight for all fucking copyrights. You know what I mean? And I think that there should be some sort of flexibility for fan art and involvement i i think that when you put something out when you create something and it is loved by so many people after a certain amount of time i'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to continue to make money off of the your 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 creation but i am saying that after a certain amount of time you you sh- it, it, belo- it belongs like metaphor you know what i metaphor it belongs as much to you as it does to the fans 
at the, yeah. you know, and like if people want to participate and enrich your shit, I think they should be able to. Yeah, I, I just part. I wear it as a slippery slope because, like, if this is okay to like take down, then like uh, you can take down fanfic, right? Right. Right. Well, you can take down Harry Potter fanfic because, like, those are my characters. I wrote those. I don't want fucking Harry Potter and fucking fuck that blonde kid to hook up. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, where where does it end? It's my question. Like, I totally understand third party Transformers and third party Gundams. Like, yeah, you, you're you're sculpting it yourself. You're making it, but you know, as a Gundam, and you're selling it for you know high profit. Right. Right. So. Um, I, I don't know. I like, uh, you know, but I, I think it ends, I think as of where it should end. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like, like, like I, I thought this, I thought this was a safe spot before. Yeah. I think there should be caps on that shit, man. Like, I, I think there should be like, like maybe like, okay, you create something and what was the original thing? Like 14 years or 20 years, maybe something like that. Yeah. Like you create something and you have it for that whole run. Like, it's kind of like how drugs are, right? Like you, when you create a drug, like you have it for a certain I mean, amount of time, and then they can make knockoffs of it. Yeah, yeah. So, generics, Bobby. Generics. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, generics, you're right. But like, like you know, I think there should be something like that for everything. I mean, I I thought you should just be safe if you're not charging for, it. if you're giving it away for free. You yeah. should be able to give things away for free. Yeah. No. I, I, but are you, you might be able to. You can't because I've contacted um the what should I call the guy who. One of the guys who has a Titan I want, and he's like, he's scared. He doesn't want to because he got noticed not to distribute it, even though his his own design is not even like. Right. I, he he's worried. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were to give shit away for free, that's an issue. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that, and I don't even understand where that where I don't even understand where they stand on with that. You know exactly. Like, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, because like, but, but like thing, like Thingiverse and shit. Like, there's money being made, right? Not by the artists, though. So why would the we, artists? We, get we agree, but there is somebody making money due to a Games Workshop product on the internet that isn't a Games Workshop product. Mm. So I, I get that, even though I disagree with it, I understand yeah. why they have a stake in it. But like, if somebody's just printing it off at at their home and mailing it to you for free, I don't get that. Yeah. Like, uh, like, say, Mythic Legion, we know that, like, some of them are what they're supposed to be, like, Keymans and shit, right? Right. Yeah. So, like, do you think, like, and Mythic Legion is huge, right? Like, uh, as a as a seller. I'd say, yeah, it's gotten pretty big. So, like, so you're saying that fucking Mattel or whatever can just come in and be like, no, you gotta stop selling that shit because that's He-Man. Well, the the other th- crazy thing about that is, guess who sculpts the modern He-Man figures? Right. <laughs> the people who make the Mythic Legion. So, I don't know how all that works out. Yeah, this this is weird. This this is where I'm with you, Bobby. Like when once you get into the fucking weeds of this shit, it gets fucking confusing, and then like yeah, because what it, so it's interesting. Like, well, like and, and I, it, I want to investigate. And the question is, like, if you if you look at those Mythic Legions figures, for instance, I feel like we're podding today. If you look at those Mythic Legions figures, for instance, like like yes, it's Skeletor. But it's Skeletor only because you know who Skeletor is, and you can kind of extrapolate the 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 kind of iconic things about him that make him Skeletor, and then apply it to this other thing, right? right. But but like to take those two pieces into a courtroom and somebody say like this is mine, I'm like, well, wait a minute, but your guy wears purple underpants and has a a strap across his chest. This guy is not the same. Like they don't, they both have skull faces, you know, but like, well then why isn't, why isn't my shit 
a Skeletor thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I think that like that that's that's where the the loophole is with this with the third party market, and th- they get super close. You know, so that I think it's a lot more risky. I don't think it would fly in the states like Mythic Legions does, but it's like I think it's more of like a, a an homage to something or like a a tribute to something with the Mythic Legion stuff than it is like. No one is getting that Mythic Legions figure. So, yeah, that's, so that's it. Nobody's right? confusing that exactly. Skeletor they made with Exactly. Myth. I bought Magic Square Light of Freedom because I don't want to spend $400 for Takara Tomy's Prime. So Takara Tomy lost my $400 and Magic Square gained my 100 But nobody is not buying the classics, you know, the Masters of the Universe classic Skeletor and replacing that with the mythic legions one like one for one i feel like it's not like intruding onto the money right right i and i i wholeheartedly agree with and yeah and and, and look with these arguments have gone on for millions of years in this mm. community but i think you're right the homage where it's oh well i mean that's a guy with a blue body and a purple boots and a, and a, a kind of greenish skull head okay that's skeletor right but the way the other thing they do is they don't package it with that head on it. So it mm, comes with that. It's right. in the package, but you don't see it. Everybody knows. It's like the old Unicron trick. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean that's another thing that they did. Like if you look at the box of that thing, there's yeah. Unicron's not on the box. Like it's just like these little like they look like the ghosts from Pac-Man. Just all over the box. Oh, oh, yeah, that that's remember that's how I was I was looking for you know I was scouring the net for the three D files and you know making a bad database for myself basically. Uh-huh. Um, so I got on some discords and you know to get in the know and the weeds of how you get this shit. So yeah, if you go, you have to know the people to know how to find them. But there are things still on Thingiverse and Colts three D and stuff. But like the picture that you're looking at, the thumbnail is uh, like it's BattleTech, and then the name of whatever that file is is completely something way off. But right. you know the file is the Titan. So right, like, people are getting around it. It's just getting underground now. I'll tell you, like I also think that what these companies don't understand is that this fan-made, fan-involved, fan ownership shit only perpetuates the the brand. Yeah. You know, like people designing. So uh, let's take, like, you know, people that are doing like the Star Wars diorama stuff on Thingiverse, right? Where you can get a crate or you can get a little barrel or, you know yeah. what I mean, a door. So, like, I'm if I'm buying all that shit or like the GTP walls, you know, before they were official, like, I'm buying all that shit. Well, like, what's the purpose of, or point of fucking having it without the figures? So now I'm buying more Hasbro figures with official licensing from star wars getting an official check to lucasfilm all because of what a third party has created i only own as many official transformers as i do because third party exists right. exactly you know like it just it just makes the brand exciting it's i mean it's why all this shit star wars wrestling all this shit like uh dc marvel it's why it remain gundam is why it remains exciting because you're getting enough people contributing to it to keep the brand moving. Like that, that's, you know, you need that shit. Like the reason why like people fade out of stuff is because 
they, I mean, it's lit, like we joke about this shit being an addiction, but it's literally because it, it's an addiction and you start fucking detoxing. If you're, yeah. not, if you're not getting fed, you start detoxing, you just yeah, move on. If you get, it, dude, from, you know, just from personal experience, it gets easier to not buy stuff once you haven't bought stuff in a while. Exactly. Like, I, I just, you know, I was like, I was like you, you know, you, like a, a year, even two years ago, like, I fucking can't wait. I'm looking for a package. I'm like, there's no package this week? What the fuck? Right. You know, like, I'm always something on pre-order. And, like, you know, I stopped because you're buying a house and shit. Now I don't even fucking think about it that much. Right. And I'm sure if I start buying shit again, I would get right into that hole. Yeah. No, I agree. They, they got to keep... They always have to have something on the back burner to show you that something new is coming and also getting something in your pocket nonstop. Yeah. The hunger has to be... That's what Transformers was doing. The hunger has to remain. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's why I have a love-hate relationship with Games Workshop all these years. Is uh, like the intellectual property is fucking great. The world is great. The designs are great, but like their business practice is just fucking too businessy. Yeah. And especially because, it's, no, it's, Chris, it's like for for those of us who has been following this since the inception in the '80s, when it was just a small company of nerds who was making this. As nerds, like if you look at the first White Dwarf magazine, the official magazine, like it's free rules and free designs, and like talking about you know using this shit for for D and D or using stuff from D and D to play. To like if you look at it now, it's a giant fucking catalog of ads. I mean, those guys are millionaires, no doubt. Yeah, it's not the same people as the problem. It's just like these video game companies I was talking about that used to be fan favorites and now mm-hmm. got down because they sold to bigger companies and the fucking original you know founders and shit have gone. Yeah. It's just a name now. It's like soulless. Yeah, yeah. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yep, I get it. All right, I fucking I, I think I've ran it on long enough. I've this been like an hour of just me talking. <laughs> Chris, how was your inner week? Uh, it was okay. Um, busy with, uh, um, you know, building. We opened the pre-order for the the doorway and um, went ahead and started on those. We have another project we're working on as well. Been. You know, so that's that's PVC and foam and 3D printed elements, and it's 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 a lot of a lot of pieces. I think it was a little more than we really you know put together how much it was going to be. So, you know, we do batches of 12 normally, but after this batch of 12, we're going to do batches of six, just because there's so much stuff involved with building each thing. We're right. probably don't have room to, you know, I don't want to take over the whole freaking house with it. So, right. Um, your house. You do you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Sorry, Evan. I have, you know, other people here as well. So, hey, did, um, they, did they pay the hey, rent? Who pay the household? Yeah, who, pay, who pays the light bill in that motherfucker? Uh, well, I know, I know. <laughs> I think I, I guess my wife pays it because I don't, I don't pay no bills. Yeah, that's my account too. He doesn't fucking know. <laughs> I have no clue. I'm assuming that I'm assuming, I'm assuming my my wife pays it because the power's on. So, um, I, 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 worry, man, I worry about that shit sometimes. I'm like, when was the last time this bill was paid? <laughs> well, you know, the power goes out. I'm like, um. Which it has been doing more lately than usual, but um, let's see. I, uh, I the only thing I've, I've watched the floor's lava, just uh, like three or four episodes. Um, it's it's fun, you know. I, some of those hits those people take. Yeah, um, man, dude, just fucking belly flopping on a fucking piece of rock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got to notice by the end of it, those are foam. You know, those aren't actual like hard surfaces they're landing on, which probably makes it even slippery, slipperier. I mean, it, Jello or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's sturdy enough for it to like not fucking buckle under people, like you know, hundred, two hundred pound people jumping on it. So it's got to be solid enough underneath. Yeah. 
Um, so I watched the movies I, that that I hadn't seen as an adult. Um, I watched Back to the Future one and two, and I'm about, I'm about I don't know a third of the way through the third one. Do you guys think I hadn't seen those as an adult? Keep that in mind. Do you think that Back to the Future would have got would get made today? I haven't seen those in a while. You're here to say that. Yeah, I, I've seen them within the last five years. Um, I don't know. There is like some some out of touch lingo, right? There, there is, but I mean, I guess it's in place because of you know the time period. Right, but I'm right. I'm more talking about the mother love. <laughs> yeah, I think they could get away with that. I think they could still get away with that today. I mean, it's on Pornhub, right? So it's so yep. creepy. <laughs> oh, it's on. Yeah, definitely. But it's almost cringy. Yeah, I don't no, know if I it agree. was back then. I mean, like we had the you know Luke and Leia kiss. Yeah, That's but true. we didn't. We didn't know. Right. But then we did. But then we did, and we still watch it. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a whole mother lover song by Lonely Island, so that's still up. That is true. That is true. Um, I, I really, I mean, it's kind of a blur. I don't really recall um, too terribly much of what what happened this past week. Hmm. Um, but you know, I'm still here. Uh, that's a good thing. I did, I did watch that and. I'm sure I'll watch some other random ass TV stuff, but you know nothing of any of any interest. I I got the uh, the some of the GI Joes in. They're pretty cool. I'm happy yeah. with them so far. Nice. Mine um, just arrived today. Did you order them? Who did you order them? Through? I ended up going through Amazon after you told me. You have to Dude, I, Hasbro Toy Shop is totally shit to bet on this. Yeah, I can't. Like, I can't wrap my head around that. Fucking hilarious. I mean, I paid. I paid extra for that. To be in the cool kids club or whatever. Yeah. And they've totally shit the bed on it. I just don't understand how, like, I see what Hasbro's trying to do. And I, th- well, you know, that, I mean, that's a conversation in and of itself, but it's pretty interesting, right? Like, yeah. they've basically created their own toy store and in the process have complete control over it. Everything creatively goes towards it. So, like, it, everything funnels back to Hasbro regarding Hasbro now, which is like, it's fucking brilliant. But, like, Every Friday or Monday, they're doing like these fan things and showing off new stuff, and you know people are getting involved. It's raising excitement, like it's beautiful. But then they have their product that they they tease and promote through their own fucking you know content channels that stream back to their fucking website. That's supposed to be their kind of toy store with direct you know creator to consumer angles in place and they put it yeah. up for pre-order first you got to pre-order it there first if you want to get in on it first and then amazon gets it to you fucking two weeks early right <laughs> so, i mean I like, like the only you know I, I need to get destro in the retail snake eyes and i'll have a, i'll have everything i've got it all ordered through there and i'm just you know waiting on it to pop up on amazon or whatever and it's like come on why why are you shitting the bed on this so do you hard? think it's like do you think it's just hash for dropping the ball being shitty or just amazon is that powerful well, you know, I want to say it's a street date thing, but then again, I mean, I don't, I don't know of anybody that's gotten them from anywhere other than Amazon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Amazon is, you know, fucking strong nowadays. So yeah. I, I guess my, my, my big question regarding that, once again, <laughs> come down to these fucking numbers, right? Yeah. So, like, if is Amazon ordering, you know, a hundred cases? 
in HasbroPulse.com or whatever it is is selling 70 cases. And if that's the case, so to speak, then I can see why they would give Amazon an edge. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're truly treating it as a a third-party vendor more so than a – right. And it may, you know, we don't know the specifics of how that works. It may very well be a, um, it may be, you know, just a company that's using that website name for them. But, you know. Because I remember, like, uh, talking to the guy that ran All Time Toys in Ellicott City. Joe, you remember them? Yep, yep. And they were saying how in order to deal with Hasbro, you had, like, you didn't even, you didn't make orders. They told you what you'd be buying that month. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. So for all time toys, it might make sense to get the two cases of Marvel Legends, but it might not make as much sense to get the Nerf guns. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So like, I, I doubt Amazon has those sorts of restrictions placed on them. Yeah, I mean, you'd think they wouldn't. It's interesting. It's interesting to watch how this whole pulse thing shakes out because like it is kind of what people have been wanting where there's like direct interaction between Hasbro and the fan base you know yeah. like uh, it's kind of I mean it's fascinating and I, I, I don't think it would exist if Toys R Us was still here no I don't think it would either but here we are yeah yeah so I mean yeah that's uh that's a pretty light week for me uh, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff I'm forgetting but I'll remember it later I'm sure I um I watched a documentary on this guy who was like a deep sea diver. Um <laughs> Dude, so all right. Nope, I always fucking like this. <laughs> <laughs> so like this dude went down to uh I forget exactly what he was. He was working on some shit that said like at the bottom of the sea. Um and he's like a relatively new diver. He goes down a computer thing malfunctions on the boat up top. Go go figure, Joe, in this fucking tech era. Um, this computer thing fucks up on the boat, and the boat starts drifting. So these divers are tied to these, you know, uh, they call them umbilical cords. You know, it's like this heavy-duty line that goes from the boat to the diver, right? Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, the line, I think, breaks... Or the or the boat or the guy the diver is literally keeping the boat from moving because the the fucking diver gets trapped. But I th- I'm pretty sure the line breaks because that's his connection to his air, and he has to go on his reserve tank of air, which is only five minutes of air. This dude nursed five minutes of air for like thirty minutes. Wow! And these other divers like went down and got him. And pulled him back up. He was unconscious, blue in the face, the whole bit, and like revived him. And the dude's like still diving to this day. Wow! And it was it was a fucking. I think it was on Disney Plus uh, that I watched it, but it was fucking great. And um, this dude. Uh, I mean, I guess I was talking to Laura. Like she was like, "How do you keep diving?" And I was like, "Well, I guess like it's like you had the one in a million thing happen to you. So like, what are the chances of it happening twice?" <laughs> you know, like yeah. if you were just gonna roll the dice on it, and I, I think also people like like that they just don't stop. Like you, like you know, they love it. They love the, they love the, the work. Just accident, they'll, they'll get fucking right back on. Like all those fucking skateboarders or like fucking BMX bikes that 
biker people. Mm-hmm. You know, they fucking smash their shit all the time and they get right back on. <laughs> biker people. I remember um, my favorite scene in Super Troopers is when like they're like supposed to meet undercover or whatever at that bar, and um, these like this dude is at the bar and he's like in leather and like a leather jacket and like a bandana and like cowboy boots or whatever, like kick ass motorcycle boots, and then this guy comes in with like a spandex suit and like a helmet and he's like, Oh biker. I'm such an idiot. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, uh, men of honest was a great movie with Cuba Gooding and speaking of diving. Oh yeah. 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 That was fucking great. Uh, what else did I narrow? Right. What was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so, yeah. 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 He was like the commanding officer or whatever. Yeah, back when he was still like trying to act. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, he did great in Irishman. Uh, I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, of oh, course, that. And of course, you were my favorite movie, Casino. I watched the, <laughs> the, 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 the last two episodes of um, uh, The Mandalorian Gallery. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One was on the score, and it was kind of interesting. This like fucking hippie that they found to do the score of that shit. Um, this dude, if you were to pick somebody out of a lineup to make Star Wars music, you would have never picked this dude in a million years. Really? Yeah. I mean, he looks like he should live on fucking Charles Manson's like reservation. Um, funny. Yeah. And then, uh, I watched this, the other one was on like, uh, the props and stuff. And some of that was pretty interesting. Uh, like especially like how accurate the the bar the the um the Mos Eisley bar is to the original and just you know the, you know I mean I, obviously they stroke each other's cocks and that shit for fucking thirty minutes but they they it does seem like they went to painstaking like levels in, in order to kind of replicate everything a hundred percent. Um, was it a well deserved circle jerk then? Uh, I think sometimes it was well deserved. Other times it was definitely a bit much. Um. Gratuitous. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. There was this like little bit of like candid banter between Favreau and uh, Filoni that I enjoyed, where Filoni was like, uh, he always used to give me a hard time about winning a daytime Emmy, and like, okay, well, so then I started thinking to myself, and I was like, man, if you're fucking like some uppity up in Hollywood, like winning a daytime a- Emmy is probably like a punchline. Oh, you know, right. like whoa, oh, everybody make room. We got the daytime Emmy winner coming through. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, hey, put your Oscars away. The daytime Emmy winners coming in. You know what I mean? Like it's probably a fucking gag. Um, and it, and Favreau tried to walk it back with, oh, I'm just, I'm just jealous. I was nominated for one one time and didn't win. I'm jealous, but I'm like, mm. Mm. but either way. Uh, and I'm trying to think if I did anything else. I'm not sure that I did. Uh, any more? Any Murphy movies? No, no, we haven't. We haven't. I, I watched a lot of uh, G1 Transformers. Uh, while I was working on this diorama, because I'm still trying to come up with ideas for more dioramas for Transformers, and I got to tell you, that well is limited <laughs> with a capital L. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's almost depressing, like the amount of like when you start when you look at it with a critical eye for specific things like backgrounds, you do start to realize. I mean, Chris joked about it a couple weeks ago, but he's fucking spot on that there's, they pretty much have like five or six background plates and they yep. just cycle through them. Forest, city, and then... Yeah, forest, city, desert, uh, space, and... And like the interior of the arc. Yeah, like in that sort of thing. 
Yeah, um, techy stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it is a shallow well. I mean, it wasn't a super high budget, you know, fucking right. thing. Right. So, like, I'm going to have to start being creative with an eight in the middle in order to kind of make these things happen. Well, speaking of that, one of my ideas, I had one for you, but you didn't like it. Which one was yours? Your X Mansion dollhouse. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's not that I didn't. It's not that I did. The first thing I thought of. So like, like when I saw that, when because the first two levels. So he, uh, so Bobby posted on Instagram mm-hmm. his his Billy shelf. So the top shelf is the interior of the X Mansion. The second shelf is the exterior of uh, like the front Correct. of the X Mansion. And I was like, dude, if like the third level was like a basement living area and the fourth level was a danger room, that would be like cross section of a house. Right. If you just look at the first two shelves and you don't look at the bottom two, it looks like they're connected. So. The sky painting. Here's here's uh, so I thought about that. I, I I'll be honest with you. I considered doing it exactly that way, and I'll tell you why here in a second. But um, I went with the post apocalyptic thing for X Force because I was like, this could be a danger room setting. Okay. Oh, true. 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 You know, and then the the lighthouse. I just wanted to do the lighthouse. Um, but. <laughs> But the, the, on the other, or the reason why was on the other side, right? Spider Man is on the top with um, the 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 kind of the the rooftops, mm-hmm. and then the next one is like city level, and then yeah. the, the next one I was gonna do city level, like a back alley city level, and then the next one was going to be the subway, and then the one below that was gonna be like a sewer, so it would be like layers right. to that as well. Right. But 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 I, I ended up just kind of abandoning it because I felt like I was putting too many restrictions on what I wanted to do instead of just doing what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, I don't want. Yeah. But they were good. I mean, it was a good idea. It was a good idea. Uh, like, and, and, and it is, it does, it is one of those things where I'm like, man, did I make the right decision? When I look at them, I'm like, oh, should I have gone? But no, oh well, can't win them all, I suppose. Um, and I think that's it. We, have, we don't have that many notes to go through, but we do have a few. Uh, one of them is uh, I think we're going to have to finally forgive Batman and Robin uh, with the passing of Joel Schumacher at uh, 80 years old. Uh, you know, and he's done great movies as well, Falling Down, Lost Boys, etc. cetera. Uh, I don't know what he... Uh, cancer. So Yeah, he had cancer. Uh, to this day, I will say one of the best movie commentaries I've ever listened to is the Batman and Robin movie commentary where he just flat out apologizes. <laughs> you just like it because he apologized. Well, you know, I saw something about him on the news this morning, and, and there's an interview with him, and he basically was saying that he wanted to put the comic back in comic books, and that's why he went with such a campy, right, fun story. Well, you have a different idea of what a comic book is depending on your, your age. <clears throat> Correct. Well, sure. Correct. Or what you think comic books are. Because he grew up during that like heavy government restriction of comic books. You know? The Bang, the bang Pal era. Yeah. Um, he... He uh, he says in there the reason why I love it so much is like because you all these commentaries you just you know they never take responsibility for a bad movie or a bad decision or accountability for it you know it's always they either pass the buck there wasn't enough money in the budget the creator you know the the studio said no or the actor wasn't on board or whatever but like to hear a guy just be like nope look ultimately the buck stopped with me and I fucked it up you know like it was like. I, you know, owning your mistakes is some shit that I love. Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, rest in peace. 
and you know, a great body of work. Uh, including that body of work on Batman with the Bat Nibbles. Yeah, the the that's right. exit stage left. So this is in here for Mr. Pinkerton. Uh, the Undertaker retires from wrestling. How many times has he retired now? Oh, so so this is. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that. It's fine. So the 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 that documentary that I think I talked about mm-hmm. maybe last week. Mm-hmm. There's one. Uh, there's one more episode I haven't had a chance to to see yet, but. He did a retirement, quote unquote, and a lot of this documentary is about basically this. Um, you know, he left his his boots, his hat, his jacket in the ring and walked away. Well, he couldn't he couldn't leave the way he left, and and I get it, I understand. I mean, it's it's, it's very hard to leave something like that when it's been so big of a part of your life. And I mean, that guy lived that gimmick. It wasn't like he was Mark Calloway when he walked out of the building. No, he was the Undertaker all the time. Right. So. Um, you know, he's announcing his retirement, but I mean, a retirement in wrestling is pretty meaningless to be honest, because these guys, they'll drag these. I mean, there's a big con, con or what's the word I'm looking for? There's some, um, disregard, I think for, for human life sometimes in the WWE, because they have a deal with Saudi Arabia right now where they were supposed to do five years worth of shows over there twice a year. And mm, the, one of the last ones they did last year, there might have actually been a hostage situation that oh nobody's really talking. Yeah, um, basically they held the entire roster. They're hostage to. Uh, it depends on who you ask. Either they owed Vince money or Vince owed them money, and Vince McMahon's the owner of WWE. Right. Long story short, they keep bringing the Undertaker in to do these matches, and he's had two horrible matches over there. So the thought is, yeah, sometime in the next five years they'll drag him back out and, and have that. But I mean. You know, his last match was the the thing they did at WrestleMania, which was a basically it was a movie. They filmed a movie involving a wrestling match, um, which is something they've done. And cinematic matches is what they're calling it in this era of no fans or or you know little fans. So, I mean, if he's done, cool. Um, there's rumors that they're talking about getting his son, who looks almost just like him and is freakishly tall, to become Undertaker 2 or something like that, which is something they do a lot in, in Mexico with wrestling. <laughs> you know, you'll have... Uh, like a legacy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll have Mil, Mil Maracas Dos or whatever, so um, it'd be interesting to see what happens with it. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of a you know a legendary character in that. Shit. Absolutely. Yeah. And to be a guy that big and, you know, to have been able to move around the way he did right. so long is pretty impressive. Let them fucking retire, man. They break their fucking bodies enough. Yeah. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Um, new game, new rules. Uh, Regal Cinemas will require moviegoers to wear masks upon reopening. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm fine with that. I'm already not going to movies. Like, I'm that makes me not want to go to movies even more. I fucking wear a mask fucking ten hours a day at work. I'm not fucking. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's so that's kind of where I fall on that too. Is that like. Um, I, I, I can appreciate the effort to remain, to keep people safe and limit the spread of the butt ice virus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The rule itself is good. Don't get me wrong. Right. It should be the way it is. But for me personally, like, you know, I don't know how bad you want to see a movie in the theater. Yeah. For, for me, like, uh, but well, so that's a, all right. So that's a fucking, all right. So let's start there. This is a, a talking point. I feel like, so we're talking today, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Chris, are you uh, – is that a bullet you're willing to bite? You'll wear a mask for two hours to sit and watch a movie. 
Um, if it's something that I, I would really want to see, and it also depends if they're going to release it and I can watch it at home for 20 bucks, I'm going to watch it at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're right. going to continue to do that once the theaters get open. So, okay then. So I think I'm, I'm on the exact same page with you. So let's talk. Joe is there. All right, so let's start here. We'll start with Joe because he his tastes are the most noncommittal. Yes, you're right. Are there any movies that you can imagine that could come out that you would be like, this is worth it to me to wear a mask for two and a half hours, theoretically, to to watch this on the big screen? Uh, well, I, I can say this. I can't think of one off, just off the top of my head right now, but I am definitely not ruling the idea out. There's okay. definitely something that can come out that makes me go. Let me throw, let me throw an idea out there. Uh, 40K live action. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, especially if I know, like, because it's Games Workshop, I know you, that shit ain't getting pirated for a while. So, right, right, right. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't want to wait six months to see that shit. I'll go. What about so that, something anime based live action? If something's anime, but but not 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 Ghost in the Shell, something that looks like a faithful representation, at least in spirit, if not in you know page for page or or screen for screen. For me, it, it uh, depends on what my estimation of how long it will be before I can get my hands on it. Okay. So, so Joe, I'll, I'll add to that. What if it's one of these fa- Fathom events where it's a, an anime that they only show for like three showings? You know, oh, like they've oh, done with different I, stuff. I didn't always go to those. I go to those sometimes, but like you, they they come in Crunchyroll. Like you can, I can get my hands on those. At, oh, okay. At, okay. One way or another, within the month. Okay. Yeah, it, it has to be something I really want, and I won't be able to see for at least two, three months. Okay, like, I don't want three months. Chris, but but I can do that. I would be willing to do that. Okay, all right, that's fair to me. Chris, aside from John Wick Four, <laughs> what, uh, what else is in that pocket for you? Um, probably Matrix Four. Um, ah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you got me. That, that, um, that I. Don't know of anything else that's on the horizon that, or 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 not on the horizon. Like you know what I mean. Just something that like a oh, property which, or um, something that would, you know, whether it's on the horizon or not. Because I'll tell you, there's nothing on the horizon right now that would take me to the movie theater with a mask. Zero. Yeah, and you don't even eat popcorn at the movies, so um, yeah, that's, that's my struggle. Is like, how am I supposed to eat these thirty dollars worth of popcorn if I, um. <laughs> You know, probably a Batman movie. I would probably go see. Yeah, um, there's one on the horizon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that that is. Yeah, one. I mean, if there was a Punisher property, I'd go see that. Um, then that would probably, maybe if they did a Masters of the Universe movie or, or something like that. Maybe that's it, though. I mean, I'm not. Right. I, I'm definitely not going for a rom com. A, right, 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 right. You know, a, a Transformers G1 faithful reboot. Yep, I'm there. Mm, I'm maybe. there. I'm there it for depends. that. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been lied to before. Joe. Hurt. You've been hurt. You've been hurt so many times. I've been hurt. You're not, so sure, many you're times. not sure if you can trust again. That's right. <laughs> um, My heart can only heal so many times. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, I would definitely come out for the Batman. Uh, I would. Uh, I would Superman probably would get me. Um, uh, X Men, yeah. X Men would probably bring me to the to the yard. So here's the here's the other question about all this: Are studios going to spend money to invest in these films? Yeah, that 
have that are questionable that they'll get released now or uh, get get make that make that box office money. See, that's my question too, dude. Is like if so, there's gonna be there's gonna be some sacrificial lambs. That's that's how I view this, right? There's gonna be some companies that are like, no, people are gonna come see this shit, and they're gonna put out fucking Ant Man three, and it's going to fail, in 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 terms of what they would have normally done, you know, in a in a COVID free world. Um, and then you get enough of those, and it might change the game, but. You know whether or not they're going to invest that money. See, I think the the other question is like I don't know the politics of this Hollywood shit, but like I'm sure that the fucking regal people and the United people that they're fucking schmoozing and rubbing elbows at the fucking functions and the you know what I mean. Like I'm sure they're all buddy buddied up in some way, but like I I I wonder if like you say like dumping that amount of money into something that's going to kind of fail at the box office and then that will have an effect on how that movie is sort of consumed in the future and what the bottom line is of that versus look we're putting in this this out there and yes yeah, 20 bucks for the first year if you want to see it after that is going to yeah. go to after that is going to go to 10 also oh, i have an additional questions right so like what are they going to have people fucking you know you know they have the cameras audience facing camera to um deter piracy right deter people <laughs> mm-hmm you know, are, are they going to use those for people who like fucking take the mask off in the middle of the movie once they gotten in? Yeah, I don't know, man. And what you know, like you know, people are going to fucking do that shit. First of all, yeah, and I also wonder about like um, some of this technology that's out there now in terms of streaming. So like Disney Plus, I'm not sure if anybody's ever tried, but like if you're watching Disney Plus on your iPhone, which is the only thing I can comment on, and you do a screenshot, it's all blacked out. Like, it doesn't actually capture it. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of the newer games are like that, too. Like, even games you can stream, like, at a certain point, like, if it's, like, spoilerific or towards the end, like, your stream will cut out. Right. Like, you won't be able to record it. So Interesting. And then, and then lastly, like, you said, we don't, like, you know, I can't speak for us because we all know, know each other, but, like, people are desperate just to fucking go places, man. Like, even though yeah. they might... People like me, Bobby. Like I think people will fucking just go. That's true, but, but I don't know. But I don't I feel like they're desperate. To, movie, though. No, I I hear you, but I don't know if they're desperate to wear masks. And if that shit is enforced, like I think people want to be outside right now. I mean, that's that's my question. Like, how enforced is the shit going to be? Right. So there's that I'm element of it. The same minimum wage. You know, like you know, but, fucking take it. Yeah, to, to to enforce this shit. But I got news for you. I'm not bumping into anybody that's like, you know what I could really go for? A movie. Because everybody's been watching fucking nothing but movies and shows for like the past four months. You know, yeah, that is a good point. I hear people saying like, man, I just want to go to a restaurant. I want to go to the beach. I want to go, like, that's the kind of shit. I'm the bar, the bar a lot. Yeah, the bar. You know, I, I hear a lot of that, you know, but I don't hear like, you know what I want to do? I want to go into another enclosed room and sit in darkness and watch a fucking screen. You're right. You're right. You know, I, I think that shit's going to have an effect, man. I think there's going to be without that balance in life of like normal shit and then also being enclosed in a room with other people watching a TV. Like I think there's gonna, I think that rubber band is gonna snap back the other way for a while, and I don't know what the, you know, I don't know how the reception is gonna be unless it's something of big hype, and I don't think that Marvel has any big hype shit lined up. Like people are not hyped for Black Widow or, I mean, Elementals the same way that they were hyped for Avengers, you know, obviously, and you know it's the same thing for Wonder Woman too. 
You know, people aren't as hyped for Wonder Woman 2 as they were for Batman vs. Superman. And that's, yeah. you know, like, and that's with Wonder Woman being pretty well received, that first movie, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't heard anyone that says they want to go to the theater. Not yeah. many, anyway. What they want, what I hear the most, really, is sports games. People are fucking looking at some sports. Mm-hmm. Every week I go to work, I hear this old people like, would it be baseball this year? Would it be fucking basketball this year? Yeah. That's all I hear that shit all well, day. Well, you know, in, in with, to be fair, even with that, like for live games anyway, I mean, both baseball and football are outside. Yeah. You know, so, like, you still get that vitamin D, so to speak. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if if, if the movie, I think, I mean, if, if even if we're just listening to us talk, the things that we're talking about going you know, one to it, one to put yourself theoretically at risk, right? Yep. Two to have to wear a mask for fucking two hours plus. Three to do something that we've been all doing, you know. And I speak generally when I say we all, but have all been doing more in, in recent times. Um, geez, I mean, you listen to our responses, and our responses are basically it's got to be something that we're in love with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm showing up for Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that goes without saying. It's my John Wick, right? But, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? But like, like I, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going to see Wonder Woman two under these conditions. I'm not going to see uh, Black Widow under these conditions. I'm not going to see the Elementals under these conditions. And I think those are the only fucking three movies lined up for this year, any fucking way, in my world. Yeah. So no, I think you you could be right there. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we have next. Uh, I think it's only one more. If it is, oh yeah, just that Transformers Siege has a release date now, July thirtieth, on Netflix. Yippee! Are you gonna watch that, Joe? I will give it a shot. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot too. Are I you? Mean, I didn't give the other one a shot because of some fucking rando fucking platform. Yeah, you gotta download this and log into that and create a username for this and then you know watch it on your phone and you know what I mean. Zubobop. Yeah, Chris, are you gonna give it a shot or no? It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I'll look at it. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's how I feel. Like, I think it's worth a, worth the stream. And if it's trash, I'll move on to the next. I can't wait to see what five millimeter ports looking. <laughs> yeah, that's no nice. doubt. I doubt. No doubt. And then I think we have a question or two. And one came to the Skullface email, so I want to. At least I thought there did. I'll tell you, I've been getting a lot of. Um, inquiries about uh from a pretty uh high up collectible producer um i'll, I'll talk to you um <clears throat> about me having a program with them and reviewing their products and everything else and like right i, I got to okay. weigh some odds and ends on that but uh, i mean it's not like fucking Go agree to your terms, right? Of not fucking lying. Correct, like, but I'm I'm also correct, but I'm also a little worried about like like here's my here's your customer code. Enter Skullface ninety ninety ten. Yeah, I mean, you make money off that, man. People make a lot of money off that. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay, so here we got some questions. James G says, "Hey, what's up, fellow nerd gurus? This is mainly for Chris." So not oh much boy. for the group, but all feel free to chime in. You make some amazing dios. Have you thought about toy photography? 
I do follow the Crashbox Customs, and folks are doing amazing work with your passion projects. Or perhaps a better question, have you ever looked at a figure and had the gears turn on what, how to display that figure, then create a diorama based on that? Just trying to figure out what the thought process is when you go to create, whether it will be, hey, I know this will sell, B, I don't see a lot of this type of diorama, or C, X figure would look kick-ass on blank diorama. Good question. Um, I will say that that has changed for me somewhat over the past couple of years with with the capacity that we have here now. Um, the thought process now is, and this is no offense to anybody. I don't want anybody to take offense to this when I say this. Um, if you want a back alley diorama, I'm not your guy anymore because there's a hundred people that can make you a back alley diorama. I want to push the envelope on what we can do with the equipment we have to pr- provide products to people that no one else can do. Mm. Does that make sense? So that's that's why that we've gone the direction we've currently gone with these um, mythic pieces. You know, using the the machine to to make these cuts and things that yeah, somebody could probably replicate uh, once. You know, you try to do it more than once. You're by hand, I mean, if you could do it, by all means, go for it. But I, I don't know that you're going to be able to. Um, but as far as toy photography, uh, that that's a big part of what I think about is how is this going to get used? Because there's two ways people use these products we make. They're going to use it as a shelf display or they're going to use it as a, a photo photo backdrop. Right. right? So it would put a lot of thought into that. And a lot of the people that I work with, the amazing and, and some others, you know, are, are – that's what they do by their trade. So they have, you know, a lot of insight into into what works and what doesn't. And I take ideas. Uh, Be amazing, and I collaborate a lot on ideas uh, for this kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, that's a big part of what I think about me personally. I, I all the time I'm like, oh man, that would be great. Let me build this, and I'll buy all these pieces to, you know, figures, and like, oh, I'll, I'll build this to to take this picture and. <laughs> I'll get sidetracked with with building stuff for other people, and you know the cobbler's son has no shoes, as I like to say. I never get around to uh, to building myself anything. Matter of fact, the only mythic pieces that I have on my own are some pieces that I, I fucked up, <laughs> that, I, that I salvaged and painted uh, good enough for stand-ins, just because I didn't make any for myself yet. So, right, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Copy that. And then, well, I'll, I'll say this, you know, if it's, yeah. you know, uh, for a convention or whatever, for, you know, Mezco or whatever, whatever other company I, I work with, obviously they're going to, you know, give me some some ideas of what they're looking for. And then it's a collaboration effort back and forth when, you know, we can do this. Is this, you know, something work? No, I'm not going to be able to make it explode you know, or whatever, you know, it's, it's a give and take a little bit to come to a, a final solution of what the product will be. Hmm. Um, Joe, he had something for you as well. Wait, wait. I, I have a question, though. Okay, shoot. So he said, I have a question for Chris, right? Mm-hmm. You make great dioramas. This question is not for anybody else. How does that make you feel, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> look, there, look. <laughs> so this is how I... I hey, listen, so listen. You, Bobby's a businessman, but I'm a businessman. So you, you, you'd... you'd uh, I like that reference, by the way. But you'd, okay. you'd be surprised... How often I get inbox stuff that tiptoes around that question, Joe? What do you mean? Really? Yep. It happens a lot. About what? What, 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 what do you mean? I'm not getting it. About how you know you make dioramas 
uh, crash box makes dioramas. Do you feel like you your dioramas live in that shadow or something? Anything remotely uh, circulating uh-huh. around that? Right. Really? Yeah. You'd be surprised. Inundated. Inundated. Here is what I always tell people. Chris is a professional. I am a hobbyist. And that's how I describe it. I am doing this to display my figures and give some life to them. And Chris is doing this as a fucking professional. And that's that's how I wrap that up. So I don't like I'm not I'm not even it's like uh Timberland doesn't care what Nike is doing. Or you, you know what I'm saying? Or what Crocs. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about the rapper for a second. I was too. I'm like, what? <laughs> like because one one like Crocs are making walk around rubber shoes for your home comfort and Timberland is making hiking boots and construction boots for your professional work day. Yeah. You know? It's just like it's it's the same but different. Like and I have had some conversations with people at length about like um dioramas and uh you know the different kind of i won't say big players but like well-known people that make dioramas you know from you know the owl figures and the the you know the the crash box of course and then my stuff comes up because i'm I'm having those conversations with them and jd and you know and, and just what my thoughts are about all of them and i do think that like it's one of these situations where like just not every shoe fits every fucking foot you know, some stuff is going to be – some stuff is more impressive to me from an engineering aspect. Some stuff is more impressive to me from a design aspect. Some stuff is more impressive to me from a paint aspect. Some stuff is more impressive to me as a layout. Some stuff is more impressive to me from ingenuity. Some, You know what I mean? Like there's so yeah. many different avenues to it that it's like – this is an art. Yeah, and it's like not every. It's like a, it's just a creative process. So like, I can look at um, John Williams and appreciate what he can do as a composer, and I can look at Pasmoke and, and appreciate what he does for the to welcome you to the party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I can appreciate all things, but they're not trying to do the same things. Yeah, you know. And I, I would love to have a discussion about that one day. Uh, you know, Chris and I had kind of kicked the idea around, like just like you know, just an in-depth kind of like because I think there's, I, I I don't, I don't think that one thing being great makes another thing less than, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. If it's not trying to do the same thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that and that's the challenging part for 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 a lot of people. I mean, I, I had. I had people hit me up right after I got done with that production run. I'm like, hey, would you mind if I, if my customer wants some, uh, wants me to build, you know, a replica of what you just? I'm like, I appreciate you asking, but I'd rather you not do that because I literally just finished making these, and the guy could have just contact. I mean, I and I appreciated the guy asking, right? But I'm like, really? I, the paint's barely dry on these, and I don't know. I mean, well, that, that's it's it's hard. It's hard to. And that's why I mean I made the reference to the back alley dyer. I've made plenty of back alley dyer. I've probably made fifty <laughs> over right. the years. And it's it's kind of the thing people the first thing they make. It, it's you know oh it's bricks and it's concrete and it, 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 you learn a lot of techniques. It's almost like it's almost like you know Joe like when we were printing out those the uh, the any cubic um, samples and it's got it's got the little pegs on it and the numbers and 
you know, that back alley diorama, and Bobby, you can attest to this, that is a lot of the skills you need to do any sort of urban building stuff is yeah. in that one thing. And everybody puts their own spin on it. And don't get me wrong, everything I know how to do, aside from the machine part of what I do, I learned by watching somebody else, right? And we've talked about that before. Everything that exists is because somebody figured out how to do it. Yeah. Yep. Whether it's building a, you know, <laughs> building a house, um, a real, real size house, or, you know, installing magnet like my magnet technique i'll figures i'll give him credit all day long i, I struggled and struggled with installing magnets i saw one of his videos in a playlist one day and i'm like son of a bitch it's that easy and i've shown that in a video before and credited him for it. but to to be able to do something unique is so challenging in in the diorama space and you know i'm, I'm in a lot of diorama groups and i'll see stuff sometime i'm like wow that's a really good idea i wish i had thought of that you know yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that guy got those, you know. And I'll hit people up sometimes. Like, hey, man, you mind telling me how you got this effect or this look or how'd you get this to work? Because yeah. you're right. It's art. It's engineering. You know, it's architecture. <laughs> it's yeah. especially doing, you know, freestanding stuff. It's you literally got to, you know, one of the things we're working on right now, it's kind of like a mind fuck because of the pieces that we need to put in it and the way it's structured. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense in the real world, but it works for what the space is going to need. Um, and, and that's that's the challenge I think is doing something unique, putting your own spin on that, and and making it work. And yours, all, uh, all, right? Yeah, right. And like I'll tell you, like from my perspective, like the thing that I struggle with the most is layout, because all of my shit is occupying pretty much the exact same dimensions. Yep. And I have to make each one be able to stand alone. And not just blend into the same shit over and over again. Like, yep. you know, and, and like you had to, you had to consider the space and you had to consider the amount of space you're willing to sacrifice with $2 styrofoam when you have a $60 figure going in. it. Yeah. You're limited by how many figures you you need on a shelf also. Right. You know, like it's, it's that, but that's what I find enjoy from, from what I do is it's the problem solving of it is like, Everything else is like just a means to the end to get to the the last to putting that shit together in the, in right. the space. But I like like man like like how do I make these fucking figures look interesting and display them in a way that gives them all light and gives them all shine? But all, you know, I don't know. I got like I think whatever you're doing when you find out what it what the goal is and the problems that you need to overcome, the obstacles that you need to overcome to accomplish that goal and then successfully accomplish it over time as you learn skills and techniques and gain experience, like, that's the beauty of it for me. Um, so, that's yeah. Hobby. Yeah. That's hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So then he said, Chris, I mean, I'm sorry. He said, Joe, I'd give Build Divers Re-Rise a shot. Once the second part starts, it's nowhere near as bad as Divers was, and I'm coming around to the core Gundam and its gimmick armors. That's why I've heard. Like I'm still taking a break from it, from starting Rerise, just because Divers was like so mediocre to me. But like everyone who is into the same shit as I, I am says to give it a shot. It's good, so I, I definitely will. I just don't, I'm not sure when. But like, I, I mean, the, the Gundam itself I find interesting. The core Gundam, the little baby Gundam with, with all the uh, armor parts, Like that, that's always been a gimmick I like in all kinds of franchises anyway. Right. But yeah, I, I will give that a shot at some point. 
and then he lastly said uh he called me bob so he's got to relax but then he said uh <clears> love <throat> love the palp love the palpatine through the fight video i always thought he did from day one when it hit theaters he just gives this telling glance toward Anakin and faints losing. At least that's how I always took it. Me too. You know, yeah. you know, I yeah. thought he'd appeal to Anakin by pretending to be a weak, pale old man who needs help while hiding his true power and intentions from the young apprentice to also keep the reins on him going forward. See you next week and hopefully some better questions. Oh, no, these were perfect. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, Dave H says, hello, NRR. First, I want to say thank you for your podcast content during the Budweiser times. I'm Canadian, so I'd call it Labat Blue times. I'm primarily a Transformers fan, but I really appreciate your crew speaking on things they are enthusiastic and positive about, so thank you. With Zeta... I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, I I was... We had a conversation last week after the show, and I was thinking about that, and I was was not worried, but I was thinking about it. I'm like... Just like, cause we're talking about how we have diverging uh, interests now. Mm-hmm. You know, we we used to have converging interests, or already had a lot of common interests. But like, I feel like as we get into our niche, as we get older, we get more focused on what we want and what we like to do. Like, they're starting to drift apart, mm-hmm. and I'm worried that that's gonna um, drive you know put a, put a wall between all of us but after this week's episode i feel i feel great yeah i think it's i think it comes down to like for for those listeners i'll just be transparent last week we had a conversation of whether or not to continue narration you know because of the covid season and um you know the challenges of doing the show apart and you know and also our our interest kind of taking separate routes and uh, and i'll be completely honest to my surprise everybody was kind of on board to continue and but it does it does show like with this episode in particular that like when the discussion is there it's there you know and when it's not there it's not there but like when there's shit like this movie theater shit or um you know the copyright stuff the intellectual property stuff or the diorama stuff like whatever the the content is that's like we all have something to say about it is when it it, it gets it gets good yeah when we're, when we're in person it's just easier to engage everyone you yeah. know, like like whatever Chris is talking about, he's talking to you, he's pointing to you, he's gesturing to you, like, and vice versa, and same with Joe, and that keeps everybody engaged. But over the phone, it's fucking challenging. Yeah, and also you can read the room better. It's like if you yeah. know if yeah. you don't, someone doesn't care about what you're saying, you can like change subjects or whatever. Like it's much harder over this. But I do want to have a conversation uh, on Nerd Rage about you know interest and stuff drifting apart in this stuff because we're all getting older. You know, when we we all started talking, you know, not just nerd rage, but the community, as it were, at large, like, you know, we were 35, you know, and now we're 40 or whatever. You know, it's like a five-year growth, and people fucking grow. Yeah, and what do you see us in five years from now? <laughs> exactly. So um, he goes on to say, with Zeta, Fans, Toys, X-Transbots, and Generation Toy now either completing or close to completing their Superion, Minister, Defense, or Combiners... Do you think there would be a market for those companies to add in the fake limb bots that Hasbro created for Combiner Wars? Alpha Bravo, Off-Road, Rook. Um, also, I guess you could include Spoiler for Comics, Prowl for Toy World Devi. <clears throat> um, I would like... I've, I've been wanting that particular one. Yeah. The, the Prowl Devastator, like, you know, I, I thought, you know, T, uh, TFC was going to do that back in the day. Yeah, I'm with you. I think... Um, 
Are there enough people that care about that now, though? See, that's the problem. That's the problem with IDW in general is that because it's dead, it's like you got to – you got to have the interest. Like I sold my MMC Carnifex this week. My oh, really, yeah, just because like I just the Overlord, um, because yeah, I, and you were in love with that thing. Yeah, and it's great. It's great. But like be, you made a whole video of you not being able to wait for it to come out. Yep. But because because of the series has you know the direction it took and um you know it's kind of conclusion and everything. Like I just I'm just not as attached to it anymore. Um, I'm still keeping like my DJD and you know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised you didn't keep Carnifex because you're keeping the DJD because they're like along the same line for me. Yeah. No, I, and I, I, I get that. that I like. Yeah. I get that. But for me, it's just not the same, you know? So like, I just don't know if I, IDW Prow has that. It, like, I think if they would have struck while the iron was hot with IDW Prow, they would have, they would have got everybody's money. Yeah. Um, That's true. but, but not so much now. As for the Alpha Bravo and all that shit, I think it would probably be a uh, suicide. Um, yes. Uh, Alpha Bravo might work because he's kind of turned into a joke at some in some circles. Um, so like people might get it for the novelty of it, but like off road and off road, I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you his name. And actually, I think uh, Dave knows this a little bit because every one that he mentioned, he gave a description of it. You know, he's like, Alpha Bravo, the chopper for Superion. Off-Road, the truck for the Stunicons. Rook, the APC thing for the Protectobots. Um, I don't know how much uh, military vehicles for police would sell these days anyway, but I think that, like, those characters, they just don't, they don't mean anything to anyone. And I think that asking people to spend $15 for them to complete your Defensor is a lot easier than asking people to pay a hundred dollars to have an ulterior option for their defensor well zeta stuff is only like 50 bucks right oh yeah that's true 60 rest 60 yeah but that's true yeah that, that's but i mean I, who has attachment to those characters right right i mean my question would be and yeah i, I agree and i also but see uh, but i'll take it one step forward with that train of thought and say that if the protectabots would have come out with the five proper members because I think you had to buy one special or... Don't yeah, one me. was like a Hasbro Toy Shop exclusive or something. Okay, shit, so like... Uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think, I think it was Groove, the bike. That sounds right. But if you um if you if if all of those five were available and then they also put out Rook as a swap-out option, I don't think people would have bought it. Yeah. You know, so... No, like, absolutely not. It was it was the, the fillers. Right. It was. So, you know, and now that people have bought it, there is more of an attachment, but I don't think it's enough to garner a $60 to $100 interest. Alpha, yeah. Alpha Bravo maybe as the joke, but I, I, I can't imagine that they would have much success. Um, so then he says, also, do you think any company would either repaint or make a full attempt at a Victorian combiner? The, uh, and then he goes on to describe it, the teal and pink team from IDW Comics. I can answer this real quick. Repaint, though, right? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> well, so I'll play that. Legend, legend scale would do it. Yeah, and that would probably be successful. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate just for a second. Um, I agree with you, Chris, ultimately. Uh, and he says all the best from your northern neighbor, Dave, and all, all of our best to you. But I, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate just for a second in that there is a fairly wide swath of the Transformers fandom that are – I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to judge them. I know where you're going with this. Um, but have enough interest in the female robot genre 
where I could see that being more successful than, say, Rook. Um, but, right, but you know what? At the same time, I think that same niche of the community is happy with the Hasbro version. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that as well. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they could say, "Oh, six hundred dollars." Oh, well, this hundred dollar one finally. Great. Yeah, well, yeah. with soft rubber parts. Right, right, right. Uh, that you know what you're talking about numbers, Bobby. Fucking, that's what I want to know. How many of those fucking boot pieces sold? <laughs> Like, seriously, I would like, be interested in that. Pieces sold. I would be interested in that. I would love to know those numbers. Uh, and then we have one last question that should wrap it up. Uh, ooh, this is lengthy, but let's see. Um, hey, guys. Haven't messaged in quite a spell, but always coming up with questions when listening to you all. This is from Paul Andrews. He says, first off, Bobby, a compliment and a question. Listen to your Sam Swarmers interview and have to say that you have your interviewing down pat. Flows well, insightful questions and commentary. Plenty of time for each of you to talk, et cetera. Very enjoyable. It led me to rewatch Return of the Jedi. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Because I'll tell you, um, it became like a gag in the Sam's Formers episode that we did because like like all the stuff in the beginning, like he's like, I'm a, like, you know, before we do Force Sensitive, I always ask the people like, like, what do you want to focus on? You know, because my fear is that somebody's like, look, I'm a Mandalorian nut. I want to talk about Mandalorian a lot. And then I, if I don't know that information, we got like five minutes left on the show. And I'm like, so also Mandalorian just wrapped up. What do you think about that? Do you know what I mean? Um, so Sam was like the original trilogy. I'm an original trilogy guy. I want to discuss the original trilogy. So like we're, we're getting into the original trilogy. And like a lot of the questions that I'm asking, he's like, you know what? I can't remember. And I'm like, Sam, you're going to have to start remembering something if you want to continue this conversation. <laughs> you know? um, but, it, but Sam's a good dude. Shout out to Sam. He said, um, my question is, does Luke use the force choke on the piggy guards? If you sh- if uh, then uh, if you think so, then what does that mean for the only dark side users use dark side power stance? So yes, he does use the force choke on the piggy guards, and here is my thoughts on that. Wait, does he? Yeah, when he walks in, they they put their two uh, like axes across like to block his way, and he gest- yeah. he gestures to one, and then he gestures to the other, and they both back up against the wall, holding their throats. I remember it very differently for some reason. I've seen those movies a ton of time. I remember him like, I don't know, like mentally disabling them. Nope. It's a, oh, it's I a, mean, it's, that was bad wording. Sorry. But he doesn't, yeah, <laughs> mentally imbeciling them. He doesn't, um, he doesn't use like the, the, the classic choke fingers, like the C, you know? Yeah, that's why I was thinking about like, um, the, these aren't the droids you're looking for move yeah it's a yeah that's what he does that's, that's what he does it's like a two-finger gesture to both and they both back up against the wall and they're like <laughs> so god so to speak um but here's my thoughts on that is that like if you are if you lean towards the light side of the force it is easier for you and more efficient and effective for you to use more light-sided force attributes but it doesn't mean that you can't use the dark side of the force it just means it's harder for you. It takes more effort, and you're not as affluent with it. And the same for the dark side. Now, I think the only option out of that is if you are a Sith user, it is incredibly difficult to use light-sided force like, powers. Uh, can you imagine Darth Maul using healing magic? Exactly. It's like healing magic. It's like um, it's like uh, a basketball player can swing a baseball bat, but not as well as he shoots a basket. Oh, that's opposite of Michael Jordan, then. Possibly. Possibly. 
possibly. Right, because Michael Jordan was a baseball player, but then he wasn't very good, so he became a basketball player. Isn't that the story? Well, you wouldn't know. You watched a fucking documentary. No, he like retired from basketball, right, and then started playing baseball. He retired from basketball and played minor league baseball, and probably could have gone to the majors, but there was a strike, and they wanted him to be a whatever the player replacement player, and he wasn't going to do that. So, so he, he went back to basketball. So he's kind of perfect. He's kind of the perfect example. So like. He is a star basketball player. He switched over to baseball, and he was a really good baseball player just because he's an athletic person. So athlete, athletic person becomes the metaphor, what I metaphor, for you know, the, the, the connection to the force. So his force connection is stronger than most, and while he shoots a basketball better than he swings a baseball bat, he still swings a baseball bat better than me. You know? Yes. Um... And then he said, he goes on to say, <laughs> what'd you say? I said, much to a disappointment said, to your Oh, father. my God, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> um, and, and, and trust me, just one of many. Uh, for everyone, what series would you each consider going in for if they, Hot Toys, Mezco, Marvel Legends, Black Series, etc., decides to produce? I'd go for a Dino Riders line without hesitation. Um... Yeah, well, so hey, wait, wait, any if, if, what a dream franchise for them to do is that what he's saying? I'm guessing. I'm ge- yeah, I guess because I'd go for a Dino Riders line. So I guess I, I, I want I want to have a Hot Seven line, like fucking hands down. Right. Who would you want to do it? Hot Toys. I don't. I don't care about action figures. Like, okay. I don't consider Hot Toys action figures. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Like, Kai is already action figures. Right. 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 Like, I want some good shit. What about you, Chris? Man, let me think. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think everything I ever wanted has been created again at this point. That you bought and sold already. Well, exactly. But it's like, look, if you want Thundercats, there's Thundercats out there. If you want Masters of the Universe, there's 38 different versions. Um, there's no Hot Toys life like Fur Thundercats, though. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd like to see. I mean, I'd like to see somebody tackle the Silverhawks line just to see what they're um, with. You're right. You're right. I love Silverhawks. No one ever talks about Silverhawks. I, I prefer Silverhawks to Thundercats myself. Um, that's a good idea. I, I'll tell you, I would like to see Mezco take a shot at Star Wars. Um, like the Star Wars stuff, Bobby. Say what? I said you don't have enough Star Wars stuff, Bobby. N- well, so never, Joe. But also, like, uh. I would use it as a supplement, basically, right? But, like, I would like to see how, like, some of those, like, characters that have far excessive baggier clothes, you know, like a Darth Maul, would look yeah. would look with the Mezco treatment. The the tighter clothes stuff, I'm not as interested in. But, like, a lot of those, like, cloaks and robes and everything else, like, I feel like Mezco could do some pretty interesting stuff there. Right. <clears throat> um, Let alone, like, droids and stuff they would knock out of the park, you know? Yeah. Um the, and uh I, I would like a uh I would also speaking of which, you know, I want a uh Hot Toys Sopranos line. And I want a uh and to, I want SH Figwarts to continue their music line, but I want a box set Wu Tang clan set from SH Figwarts. <laughs> That's gonna be one of my dreams until okay. uh, you want Wu Tang clan in like real life clothes or you want Wu Tang clan superheroes? Real life clothes. So boring. Have you seen <laughs> have you seen the custom Soprano stuff that that is out there? I have seen I mean, one. 
So yeah. I've seen a, a Polly and a Christopher recently. I mean, these are those thousand dollar probably. Right, figures. right, right. They look great. Yeah. So I, if I had to get one, it wouldn't be Paulie or Christopher, obviously. But yeah, dude, I, I um, I would love a Tony, uh, so to speak. Um. Okay, and then he says uh, a suggestion. Check out what we do in the shadows. Another talk. Ta- Taika Watiti film set in Wellington, New Zealand, and stars some familiar New Zealand actors. You will know Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. <clears throat> um, TV series, right? So that's the movie that's yeah, that's based the TV series based on. Which whatever that guy's name, the the director and Jermaine Jermaine from um Flight of the Concords are actually in. I've been watching, and I I forgot to mention, I've been watching on that show. I've been watching it with the, Charlie in the Room. The next one is entitled Vampire Orgy, so I haven't watched it with Charlie in the Room. <laughs> uh, but Jermaine, J- Jermaine from Brett and Jermaine, yeah, dude, he's great. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I will try to give that a shot. Uh, Tall Man is next on my list. Yes, uh, try Prospect too, bro. Is Tall Man on Netflix? As on Hulu. Okay, I don't have Hulu, so I guess I could try this Hulu? first. No, so we we no Hulu. I should give you an update on this. So we um we have decided to rotate our streaming services. <laughs> that sounds very complicated. Okay, so it's so it's it's it, really it, not afforded, Bobby. Is there, is there a spreadsheet? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Disney Plus and Netflix we're keeping full full time. Netflix okay. Netflix for the kids and Disney Plus for me. Then we take months on and off of streaming services. So this month is HBO, and I think next month is Hulu. And then the month after that is Showtime, I believe. And we're just going to cycle that one payment. Because as we started to look at all of the fucking streaming services we're paying for, we're like, well, we might as well just get fucking cable. Hey, Bobby. Hmm. Hit me about the stream. I think we can, you can just have a Hulu login. Yeah, <laughs> have that's the key Disney here. Login, bro. Okay. All right. Well, talk to Laura, because I'm not fucking figuring that out. Jesus um, Christ. Old, it's a password. Yeah, dude. A, oh, dude, whenever my whenever the whenever oh, the baby asks me, the baby will be like, I want to watch Octonauts. I'm like, Jaina, come figure this thing out. Oh man. You you really get into the fucking old man shit right there. Yeah, it's man. bad. It's bad. It's not good. And then he says, uh, lastly, thank you guys. Understand that you have hit the lockdown pretty hard in the States. New Zealand is out now, though heavily impacted by the rest of the world being closed down. Your continued production of content has been entertaining, engaging, and made the current time seem at least a little more normal, comfortable, and familiar. As always, big fan, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And with that, we can give some shout-outs. Good show today. Uh, Shout-out to the rest of the cool table, Shattercast Uncut, End of the Realm, uh, breaking the mold, building up to it, fresh communications, and verbally challenged. Toy Detox, which I think has produced a fair amount of content recently. Stasis. Have you listened to any of them? Huh? Have you listened to any of them? I had started listening to one. Okay, cool. Stasis Lock. And shout out to the rest of the team behind the scenes. Raul on Instagram, Dante on Facebook, Phil uh, recovering from surgery. So best wishes for him uh, working on Twitter and also organizing our notes. And then, as always, um, you know, Manny behind the scenes and the, all the folks helping me with the four stuff, Court, Andy, 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 and Andy. Uh, and with that, Flappy Labius, Tasty Taint, Tight Dick Player. <laughs>